I feel um, very confident in who I am, you know, as an athlete, but as a person, I don't feel like I'm trying to prove anything. I'm racing because I enjoy it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not young either, you know, like I'm, you know, going to be 39 in a couple weeks. <laughs> and that is bittersweet. Like, but the part that's amazing about it is just the confidence piece and like, listen, like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like, that's your choice. <laughs> and that just gives me a ton of freedom to, you know, not have pre outside pressure, but I can just do things for the pure enjoyment of doing them. And that has, I think, contributed to a lot of success on the bike. From KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and on this episode, professional mountain biker Rose Grant. She has such a long list of accomplishments, but among them, five-time mountain bike marathon national champion a two-time winner of the Leadville 100, and of course, this year's Iceman Cometh Challenge winner. I have an incredible conversation with Rose. We talk about her Iceman win. She takes us through that race. And we also look at her season and the successes she's had this year, and also kind of look at her life as an athlete and as a person. Um, I want to get right to that conversation real quick. But um, if you are tuning in this week as I release this episode, it is, of course, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, I don't want to get too cheesy here, but I just want to quickly say how grateful I am for all of you who continue to come back and listen to this podcast and uh, just give me the opportunity to continue to make them and have great conversations with people like Rose. So thank you very much. And I hope you all have a, just a, an incredible Thanksgiving this week. Speaking of Thanksgiving and, uh, the shopping that happens afterwards. Uh, bear with me for a second. I just want to quickly talk about the incredible sale that KOM Cycling is putting on for Black Friday. If you are into shopping around this time for the holidays, jump onto KOM's website, komcycling.com, and um, you will find 35% off uh, store-wide. Um, you don't have to deal with any codes or anything like that. The... Um, the discount will just be taken right away. And on that website, you will find a few dirty chain items as well that will also be 35% off. So mugs, hoodies, hats. So check that out. If you're into it, 35% off, komcycling.com. Okay, enough of that. Let's get to my conversation with professional mountain biker and this year's Iceman Cometh Challenge winner, Rose Grant.
Nice to meet you. I'm Trevor. <laughs> nice to meet you too. I've heard of your podcast before. I'm not the best about any podcast platforms of being a loyal listener, but that's you do. Are you in Michigan? Yes. Yeah. Um, in uh, East Lansing area. So like Michigan state area. Yeah. I, I am flattered that you may have even heard the name dirty chain podcast. I, um, think, I feel like I have. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm in Michigan and you are in Montana. Correct? Montana. Correct. So yes. When I was um, trying to connect with you, I think I went directly. Usually my, my main thing is just to go on Instagram and direct message someone. And it looked like yes. you, you went from the woods of Michigan to the, I guess, woods <laughs> yeah. of Montana. And you were already yeah. out there hunting. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick turnaround. Um, did you find much success while you were hunting? Yeah. So I filled my elk tag, so I just ended up getting a cow elk, but it was actually really, it's still hard to find elk sometimes. It was really challenging. So that was great. And then I filled my, my deer tag as well. And I got a doe. Oh, very nice. So basically I was out there to fill the freezer. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um. and my husband was with me. So, you know, I need him to do the man work. (laughs) (laughs) it was it was funny i talked to cole Patton uh last week and oh yeah (laughs) and he was saying that he was looking forward to um taking some time off for the off season and i think he says he does a lot of bow hunting in washington and uh i was like that's funny i just saw on rose's instagram that she was hunting right now as well so (laughs) yeah cole and i have a common common thread with being hunters too that's a lot of cyclists are not so well a lot of cyclists don't do anything but ride a bike but i'm a very big advocate of doing a lot of things and still riding a bike (laughs) that's that's very cool i told cole like if if he hadn't already won a bunch of michigan um fans from winning Iceman before him talking about hunting he probably won a ton of michigan fans that way too because i feel like oh yeah michigan and hunting is kind of uh hand in hand um Uh as well but uh but hey so i uh initially i thought you know of course i want to talk about Iceman, your Iceman win and all that but honestly like i feel like Iceman just kind of scratches the surface of your at of your season um and kind of looking back at your your um accomplishments this season i'm wondering have you had some time to kind of reflect after iceman after this entire season um on the successes that you've had this year i have actually yes i've had a lot of time to think about it and yeah you know i stand in kind of awe too of just how well things have gone for me this year the first half of the season was primarily focused on cross country Olympic races, which I would say is my, my hardest distance of racing. Like just biologically, I just struggle with that hour and a half, real punchy, really challenging, hard pace, you know, but if I can just like tone it down a notch or two, I can go a long ways and maintain a really strong pace. It's just, that next level that XBO racing takes, it's just challenging for me. And the older I get, it doesn't get easier. 
but I saw plenty of podiums, you know, and, and it went well, but, but after nationals, um, in winter park, Colorado. So that was in July, my focus kind of transitioned for the rest of the season to longer events primarily. And that started with Leadville. Um, well, I guess the Butte 100 is would have been the event that I did next after mountain bike nationals. And that was towards the end of July. So I switched from doing like an hour and a half effort race effort to the Butte 100 was a nine and a half hundred miler, which was a really good time on, on that course, mm-hmm. just cause it's not a fast course. And so, you know, you always kind of wonder like, Oh, you know, I, am I, am I ready for this? Um, and that was confirmation that, okay, like I'm, I'm where I need to be to be ready for Leadville. And so Leadville and putting Breck directly afterwards was the focus of my season, putting all my cards into doing well at Leadville and then just having enough fitness to enjoy myself at Breck, not really putting pressure for results. And yeah, Leadville couldn't have gone better for me. Um, You know, everything went smoothly and just, you know, that's my bread and butter. Like I really just like those longer races because I, have a real natural ability to be able to pace smartly, listen to my body, you know, for feeling needs. And, um, and I just enjoy the strategy that it takes to do a long race as compared to like, you know, having a short race where you're feel a lot of pressure of just like, Oh man, I got to make this happen. I got to make it happen now, you know, cause with a race like Leadville, it's like, well, you know, it's a seven and a half hour race around and you know the rate real race starts at you know two hours from that finish so the real race doesn't start you know you're five hours in right. so it's pretty fun <laughs> from Leadville, i did breck had a lot of fun there um i didn't it didn't even cry i was like i just don't want to like be hating my life and crying <laughs> um all week at the breck epic because it, it literally started the six day mountain bike stage race and breckenridge started the day after let right. yeah <laughs> so um yeah i had a lot of fun in breck um with my teammate evelyn and she was second and i was third um then i went home and went to rebecca's private idaho which is a gravel race you'll yep, be happy yep. here <laughs> and i won that um the stage race the queen stage race there and that was my first and real only gravel event of the year um, but it was fun to race a different group of women and a different discipline. And then I had a break. I actually took some very, um, yeah, just, I took some time. I didn't end up having to go to Sea Otter and that was like kind of a sponsor with Santa Cruz, Juliana thing that mm-hmm. ended up working out really well. I just knew after RPI I was feeling, um, burned out. I was like, man, I need to take, I need to take some time. So I didn't end up going to the Pikes Peak Apex, which was a race on my calendar. And I just stayed home. I did some fall rides that I knew I really wanted to do before the snow flew and the weather changed. And, um, you know, being home, I just get an opportunity to recharge. And it does a lot for me when I do leave to go to races. Um, even though you're not doing those constant race efforts, 
being home gives me something that I can't get when I'm on the road. Um, and then after that, it had been a bit like a month or over a month. I won the Oz trails off road. Um, and then was second at marathon nationals, which was kind of bittersweet because, um, I have had the title for most of my career, (laughs) but you know, it's, it, I was really happy. Alexis, my Santa Cruz sister teammate, she won it and uh-huh. I couldn't have been more happy for her and she definitely earned it. And I had a great effort and you know, there's really nothing to be disappointed about. Like the results don't tell the whole story. So, <laughs> um, and then after that, it was just Iceman. Yeah. yeah. And then I finished the season winning Iceman. So I <laughs> feel incredibly grateful. And, I think too, a big piece of it is just how far I've grown as an athlete, just with perspective. And I feel like I'm in a lot of alignment and I've really thought about that this fall of, you know, my relationships at home are strong. You know, my husband and I are in a really good place and um, my relationship with God is really good. And I'm really grounded, you know, and I think I feel um, very confident in who I am, you know, as an athlete, but as a person, I don't feel like I'm trying to prove anything. I'm racing because I enjoy it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not young either, you know, like I'm, you know, going to be 39 in a couple weeks. And that is bittersweet, like, but the part that's amazing about it is just the confidence piece and like, listen, like, this is who I am, take it or leave it, like, that's your choice. (laughs) And that just gives me a ton of freedom to, you know, not have outside pressure, but I can just do things for the pure enjoyment of doing them. And that has I think contributed to a lot of success on the bike. Holy cow, Rose. Um, I asked you (laughs) if you've reflected on your season and goodness, you certainly have. And I mean, that was, I loved you taking us through your season and, and then you being able to, uh, I I don't know. There's so many, so many places. I, so many questions I have, so many things I wrote down, um, and initially I want to talk about, you know, uh, you said you're, you're more of an endurance rider one, you know, those, those hour and a half efforts and all this stuff. And I'm like, but you just won Iceman. I mean, like that's, <laughs> that is certainly a, a contrasting thing to what you're saying. Um, but then you going into, uh, talking about, you know, knowing who you are and being in alignment. I love that word alignment. I think that, um, you know, whether you are a uh, professional racer or whether you're just a, an athlete trying to stay in shape, I think being, having all your pieces of your life in alignment is really important. I think I've talked to a few other athletes about that and, um, you know, it's like your family life, making sure that you are good with your, your, your partner and your kids, and then making sure that that translates well. And sometimes it translates even better to your, um, to your success uh, professionally or on, on the, on the, on the trail or, or whatever. I just, I love, I love that. Um, 
you're obviously passionate about mountain biking, about cycling. And I think if you go to your website, um, it, it's very obvious. You have a kind of a beautifully written introduction there um, about your passion for life and your passion for cycling and your passion for. Um, and uh, I, 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 maybe can we talk a little bit about that passion about, um, I think I was thinking about it. But, um, there, a lot of athletes are driven and driven for success. And some might say passion, but I feel like passion is rooted in like a, you know, you're passionate about art. You're passionate about family. Um, you're driven to succeed, you know? Is there a difference? Do you see a difference in that about being super successfully driven and just being passionate about... Um, does that make sense? Does that question yeah, make sense? I feel like, um, you know, like you can be driven to do something, but a lot, like, but you can't always force something to happen by working harder. Um, and, and definitely you can't force success in racing. I've experienced plenty of seasons where with setbacks and different things where if you're not able to go with the ebbs and flows and you're fighting the mountains, you know, or the, Mm -hmm. the resistance and you're fighting that because, Oh, if I just work harder through this, you know, it's going to benefit me. And that actually isn't the case. Like I've sat out whole seasons before because um, of injury, but you know, other things going on in my life that I just had to like be flexible with the ebbs and flows. And I think being able to listen to that and being able to close that door when it's necessary. And when a door opens, that excites you to be able to just full throttle, like you're all in. But we only have so much energy at the end of the day. And, you know, I, I, you know, if I can be efficient with that energy and, and put it where it needs to be, you know, whether that be taking a day off the bike, you know, due to whatever family life or illness or whatever, you know, and not push through things that isn't going to benefit you. Um, so I think that's a big thing. And also, you know, so yes, I think being driven is, required to be successful however um there's a balance to that too so Mm -hmm. there you know it does take it's it's a combination but i would say for me i was really gifted cycling i didn't fall in and i really did fall into it (laughs) it wasn't on purpose it was um i'm not going to say it was by accident because i believe fully it was design intervention but i was like in my late twenties, like almost 30. And due to some running setbacks, started riding my mountain bike, which I'd ridden some, you know, prior to that, but not much. And just run some local events and was asked to join a local shop team, which was like still, and still is the premier Montana team of like the, the local pro team. And I still train with like some of the, guys on that team and um that opened my world up to bikes and bike racing I never even knew that it was an option or or like being a professional athlete or a cyclist was even an option like I went to college to be a teacher (laughs) because I had no idea um 
And so the fact that I was, you know, practically 30, I turned pro and got pregnant at the same time and somehow managed to still build like a, you know, like a solid career for myself. Like there's a lot of, this is a village that made it all happen, but, and I don't take credit for it, but um, I just believe that it was a gift from God. And because of that too, I have felt a lot of responsibility, not just to myself to show up, but that there's a bigger story, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a bigger purpose in me being here and it's not just for me. This is my calling. You know, I have, I have this responsibility to show up at my best. Yeah. And kind of going back to your write up on your website, which by the way, um, you you have a few results to update on your website. Um, I know I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, it's good. It's it, it's the mark of a great season when you have to go back and and put a bunch of new results in it. But uh, yeah, like um, I think it, it's it's clear um, from from your write up that uh, it, there's a there's a bit of of gratitude that you have for um, wh- where you are as an athlete, um, and it's. I think that is, uh, that that's very obvious that you're grateful. Um, anyways, uh, can we go back to Iceman? I mean, the, the, the kind of the reason that, uh, I wanted to talk to you and then I realized there's so much to talk about. Um, you, I, I kind of mentioned it before, but, uh, it, looking at your results, I mean, five-time marathon national champion, um, Leadville itself two times now, um, you're obviously, and you said it yourself, you're kind of an endurance athlete. Um, Iceman's not an endurance race. <laughs> That's uh, true. <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, and this is this was not your first Iceman, correct? You've you've been there once or twice, or? Yep, I was there in 2017. That's the only other prior year. Only okay, so it's been a few years, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just in general. Were you surprised at, uh, maybe, maybe that's the, the wrong way to ask you. Were you surprised at your result? But, um, it, it's a different, it's a different race than what you're saying that you are, uh, suited for. And, it for uh, sure is. and this year specifically was fast and super fast. I mean, just ridiculously fast. Um, so, uh, you know, on, on the other side of it, like, are you, are you a little surprised about your, your, um your success at Iceman this year? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not totally surprised. I knew that I had it within me, but you know, for it to all work out like that, I think is something that you can just, you never know. And I think there's always that nervous energy, like, because it's the unknown of going into what you're about to go into. It's like anything could happen. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. And I, I was feeling pretty confident because I had been kind of riding off of like all those really good results. And I knew there was a pretty stacked field of legit pro women showing up. Yeah. And I hadn't done an effort like that in months. It had been a really long time and I hadn't raced directly neck and neck with, most of those women, except for Alexis, in a really long time too, just because kind of different calendars and doing different events. 
And so I really didn't know what to expect. I, so I, I think I was feeling confident. And then I started kind of questioning myself because I tend to do a lot better with like a strong, steady effort rather than like a punchy stuff. And so then I was kind of like, dang, you know, like, I wonder how punchy this is going to be. And that burns my matches a lot faster, especially if I'm trying to ride on someone's wheel and their style of riding is really punchy. It makes me tires me out. So anyway, for those like, and if any of my competitors are listening, I'm sharing my weak, my weaknesses, (laughs) (laughs) but you probably already know them. And so conversation with my coach Jason Tullis prior to the race because I was like man you know in so many of the races I've done for the second half of this whole season it's been a lot about riding my own race like self-pacing you know because I can because they're long and I don't my race isn't affected by who I'm racing against as much, but Iceman's really different because it's quite tactical. You're in a group for a long time. It's really challenging to separate. And, and then it comes down to tactics at the end, like, you know, where you're positioned and where you're burning your mashes, mashes and things like that. And so then I kind of was getting, you know, kind of nervous. And so with this conversation I had with my coach, we, talked about it and he actually recommended that if opportunity presents itself to control the race from the front and ride it like my style of riding you know I can set a high pace I can go hard but make it steady Mm -hmm. and so you know I didn't know how aggressive it was going to be and if that was going to like be an option really but it, it, it did end up working out largely that with a big chunk of the race um because i it started you know and at the start i ended up in the front and i was like into a headwind you know this is just <laughs> in the start you know through the airport yep. and i was like this is not where i need to be you know so okay it's okay just don't go too deep just you know ride at a level you're confident isn't going to burn your matches quickly. So I did, you know, not like the first five minutes. Okay, fine. Now we're in the trees. Other people have gotten in front of me aggressively because they wanted to be there. Good. Perfect. Like I'll let you lead for a while. But then not long after, um, I just ended up being the next person to pull because I think other people were hesitant about being in the front. And so I just ended up being there fine. I'll take a turn pulling. So I took a turn pulling and it was good. I was like, okay, this is kind of what I talked about with my coach. Like just set a pace. Don't fear yourself. Set a pace. You know, you can maintain for a long time. It isn't going to use your energy too quickly. But every time I would kind of motion or like slow down or move to the side to try to let somebody else take a turn, nobody wanted to pull. Like, (laughs) so I, I was kind of like, fine, like, I'm just going to control this race then. And if I want to drink, I'll drink. If I want to, you know, like, whatever. So I felt a, a little frustrated at a point. But then at another point, I was like, well, really, this is in my favor 
because I'm not trying to match someone else's riding style and I can do, you know, I can ride my race, you know, even though that's not what I would have thought at Iceman. And so until we got kind of to where with like 10, 10 K left, I think, um, it got a little spicy and then other people were making some moves and things like that. So then it came down to more or less, I was just match like just matching the, the moves that others were making just to stay with the group and in position. And even up some of those real punchy climbs towards the end, I was having no problem matching the attacks or the sprints up over the top. And largely at the top, I still had plenty left in my legs to move into the front on the descent again. So I was still kind of controlling the race, like letting people move ahead. And then there was just some position changing, but I felt relatively confident in the punch I had left in my legs. And I was surprised. (laughs) I was like, Oh, (laughs) but I'd been doing, you know, like 30 second intervals in my training prior to, and with the fitness that I was carrying, I guess it just worked out that, you know, there was a pretty strong attack by Katarina with just a couple kilometers to go. And then Sophia countered that. Then I followed Sophia's wheel and she went hard into icebreaker Hill from, you know, ways back. And I just sat on her wheel until we got to icebreaker. And then I was able to, you know, I had, I had good strength in my legs to get beyond her, past her. And then I was first into the finish gate. And so what happened in 2017, Sophia wasn't there, but Katarina was. I was first into the finish gates in 2017 and Katarina snuck around me in those finishing corrals, like how Mm -hmm. it finishes. It's like a cyclocross kind of course towards the end. And I think mentally I had thought whoever was first into that section was going to win. And so I think I let up or just, they let off my guard just enough that and she's sly, you know, she, she's good. She's good at positioning. Like she's super um, accomplished at cyclocross racing. And right. so anyway, she passed me in 2017. So I was extra aware of that, that going into those finishing gates first doesn't guarantee you right. the win. And so I saved just enough to stay on the gas uh into the finish line so and then by the time we got there i was like oh i'm good yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was awesome and i knew too like sophia and i had pre-written together and she you know i I knew she was feeling good and she was excited and she is way younger than me and has way more punch than i do and so i was kind of like oh i know sophia really wants to win oh yeah which is fine you know i love sophia she's a very good friend and a very good competitor and um and so but you know it's just kind of funny like what you say to your competitors like i try not to like you know i i you know, I don't want to be intimidating or anything, but I, I tend to kind of like share my insecurities, but I don't want to share too much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so it sounds like, yeah, like you, you went into the race, uh, uh, um, driven, but like, also there were a few questions. And then as you started, uh, within the race itself, you're like, no, hold on. I, I, I can control this. I, I got this. And, uh, and then it's, you know, it 
it seemed like the uh, icebreaker was kind of the deciding factor um, this year, especially. And for you to to make that move on icebreaker, I think uh, Cole made the move on icebreaker and got into the shoot first too. Um, and then this year in particular, there wasn't a lot of uh, too much going on in the shoot. You basically got up icebreaker and then you didn't have too much more to go until the, till the finish line. So, so I'd like to hear that, mm-hmm. like maybe there were a few questions, you know, before the, the gun went off, but then when you were in the race or you're kind of like that confidence that you're talking about was right there and you felt like you could control the race. Um, I, I, I keep going back to how fast the race was this year. What did you think of the conditions? I mean, you probably have, uh, came across like all sorts of different mountain biking conditions from like, uh, short track, you know, just like gnarly, um, you know, Leadville, Leadville's not as technical, but it's just super long and, you know, they can have some technical spots to it. And then like Iceman's mm-hmm. just had a little bit of sand, but it was rolling fast that day. Like what, what do you think of condition wise of the, of the race? Yeah, it was definitely prime, you know, even the sandy sections were not too bad right, yeah. and it set up perfect because I'd pre-ridden the whole course on Thursday before and it was much wetter because um, we'd gotten snow and I think probably some rain, mm-hmm. but two days later and the sun shining. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like it wasn't just the dirt that was good. It was the the air temperature was perfect oh and the gosh. sun was shining. Yeah. Like we were certainly blessed <laughs> oh, yeah. with just an epic day. And yeah, it couldn't be, couldn't have been beat really. It was windy that day too though. So I was thinking because Iceman is so protected in the trees that leading from the front too, wasn't going to be affected. I'm not, I mean, I wasn't going to be riding into a headwind, but I do remember that even being in the trees, just thinking, oh man, like uh, it's windy here. I'm riding into a headwind. I'm leading. Okay. Just back it off a little, like don't go too deep. If someone's impatient, they let them, you know, they can go around you, you know, no one ever did. (laughs) Um, but yeah, between the air temperature, the sunshine, um, the colors, you know, it's just, it was, it's such a fun event and it's, it's fun trails too. I mean, you're going quick, you're riding with people. Um, there's just enough single track to kind of keep you on your toes, but it's fast single track. And, you know, then you get to the end and you're, you know, it's like, okay, we're still a group of seven, you know, we've only got like five, five K to go, <laughs> you know, some, something's got to happen real quick. Um, so the intensity is just high the whole time. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of intensity, um, you've obviously done this before, but, uh, how, how, how do you feel coming up icebreaker? And there's like thousands of screaming people, uh, lining the trail. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. You know, I almost don't even hardly remember hearing them, you know, just cause I was so focused. I was looking at some photographs and, you know, there was people, you know, with their hands out over the fence with cash in their hands, oh, yeah. trying to, you know, like for cash pickups and all. I didn't see any of that. I barely heard it. I just kind of was thinking so deeply as to when to make my path, 
you know, because I didn't want to wait too long, but I didn't want to go too early either. And <laughs> so I think that ultra focus, but there is incredible energy. And when I look at the photos and reflect back and observe, you know, how many people are there and watch some videos. Oh, l listen to the cheering, you know? Yeah. It is. It's hard to match that with any other races. Yeah. That's, I mean, we, we love it. Um, living in Michigan, it's like such a special thing for us. Um, and I always, I, I'm always curious about how people outside of Michigan, when they come in and ride it, um, you know, if we're just super biased because it's a Michigan thing or, um, if that, that, you know, specialness is, uh, is communicated outside of, uh, outside of that. But it, what, you know, the, the best thing is like so many of us that rode it early and experienced the race and then being able to hang out in the woods on a particularly beautiful day and just yeah. wait, wait for the pros to come in and just being able to, uh, cheer all of you on. And, uh, we see, you know, pros that we follow on Instagram or follow online or just follow their careers. And then we see our friends kind of mixed up in the pro field too. It's just, it's such a fun event and it's such a fun weekend. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's special. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm always glad to hear when, uh, you know, even when you're super focused and going up that last icebreaker climb and maybe not hearing everything, but then like kind of looking back and you're like, holy moly, this was just a, this is a special event. And, um, yeah, so it's just really cool to be able to, to see, um, I don't all these pro names coming and enjoying and finding success in Iceman. I think it's just, it's a really neat and special thing. It, it is. It's, it's, for me, it's important to just save enough focus and motivation to make, make it through. Um, because I think there's a handful that decide to end their season, you know, prior to Iceman, just due to burnout or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and I think as a pro too, the cash purse is super motivating. You know, that was incentive to come and just that it's equal prize purse is, you know, something that I also really appreciate about the event. I, I try not to, and I don't race for prize money, but <laughs> when it works out, it's very appreciated. So I appreciate that about Iceman. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it definitely is. I, I've heard from some, people like, uh, I don't, I don't want to even think about having to ride in November. You know, they, they finish their season early and, and, uh, but so it's, it's so great to see, um, so many pros come out in November and, and ride, um, you know, whatever the, the motivation, but, uh, yeah. Can, can I ask you, um, you, you mentioned it earlier. Um, well, you know, for, I'm not even sure if I just gave you like a, a huge, like congratulations on, on winning Iceman. I mean, I think it's so incredible. Um, you, uh, you had mentioned like when you started your career, um, that it was like professional cycling or professional mountain biking. And, uh, then you were pregnant, like right at the same time. And I think, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, people try to figure out how to balance, kind of going back to that alignment thing. Like, 
we all try to balance our lives, um, home life, uh, you know, whether you're a parent or not, um, and then like your professional life. What's that look like? How, how are you balancing that being a parent and then also being a professional cyclist? I mean, I think that's, I think that's a huge question that, that people have when they're trying to balance their own life. Right. It's super challenging. And I don't think there's any perfect formula. I have did a lot of, you know, rides with the trailer with my daughter in it early on, you know, and I think another thing is I always worked ahead according to my training plan and put energy and effort into establishing childcare so that I could make that happen. I just have one child. Um, so I've only just had her to think about. And then since she started school, it's been easier for training, but leaving town to go racing, it's still challenging. My husband is a police officer and has, you know, a challenging schedule to work with. (laughs) And so I think if it wasn't for my mom or having like family or support people, I don't know how I could do it. Because to have her travel with me isn't ideal to all the events. Some is mine and some isn't really, doesn't really work very well. Um, But again, I think ebbs and flows and having options set up for yourself for training like um, childcare and, you know, being committed to riding your trainer if you have to. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, I haven't always been able to be dependent on like my spouse to fill in, you know, it's like, sometimes it's up to me to figure things out. And yeah, it's, I, I, I commend all parents because it's challenging. And if it wasn't for my mom being willing and stepping in and, you know, Layla spends lots of nights at her house especially when I'm out of town and she does school pick up and drop off. And, but if I didn't have someone like that, I'm not sure how I would do it. So I, yeah, there's no perfect formula. It's just the best you can. And, and I have always prayed before races, you know, or if I have a day that doesn't go according to plan, if Layla's sick and, you know, then my, it affects everything, you know, or, but I just pray like, Lord, I just pray that you'd bless my efforts, you know, and even when things don't go perfect or you're not as fit as you wish you were. And I think he truly has for me. (laughs) So, yeah, no, that's, that's great. And I think that it's helpful for people to hear, um, other people's stories through it, you know, I mean, whether it's, uh, whether you're trying to make time because you have a really stressful job that's taking up all your time and how, how do you figure out training within your job and life? Um, or whether you have, you know, four kids or one, one child, you know, it's, it's, it's just helpful to hear other people's stories and how they're, they're negotiating that. Um, Uh and, uh, and I always, you know, it's, it's tough to kind of switch those priorities and put more eggs in one basket versus the other. Um, but, um, keeping, you know, your health and wellness to the, 
to, to one of your top priorities just flows into everything else. And, um, yeah. And I mean, going back, like, I, I just love that word that you used alignment. I mean, like going back to alignment, you, I'm sure that you see the benefits of focusing on your health and wellness or your, your sport or your, your, your profession right now and how that can help influence and support the rest of the parts of your, of your life. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like we've kind of gone all over the place and we weren't really very focused and that was, that's on me, <laughs> but, uh, I really appreciate this time and you, you talking about Iceman and the rest of your, and the, the whole season that you kind of put together this year. Um, I do have to ask, you mentioned, um, marathon national championships and it was bittersweet cause you got that, that still on the podium, but you said second place. Are you going to go back and try to defend that title uh, next year? Oh, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to go to marathon nationals. What, um, what else does next year hold for you then? Anything, anything on the, on the calendar yet? Oh yeah. Uh, some of it's still not publicly announced. So I can't say too much. So do it right but, here. Do uh, it right now, right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Epic Rides, you know, is one of the series that I'll be focusing on. Um, yeah. Assuming that they'll be back in full force. So I think that's the plan. And then, yeah, I've got, you know, I'll be back defending my Leadville title and um, be adding another series to my calendar as well. Nice. Ooh. And, uh, so, so, so much suspense. Another series. Hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, you know. We hope that you'll be back in Michigan at the, at the beginning yeah, of November. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, good, you good. know, that's the great thing about Iceman is it doesn't conflict with anything. But, you know, it's, yeah, there's a lot of, I guess there's a gravel race, but no, yeah, I'll be at Iceman. Oh, fantastic. So I know, um, Cole and, you know, a lot of people went out and, you know, out to the, uh, like uh, a bunch of bars and stuff that that night. How did you celebrate your Iceman win? Did you have? Yeah, a, I ended up out on the dance floor too. Did you have an ice trophy? Yeah, I had all a that? Oh yeah. What yeah. is it? Yeah, that's like the honor of getting the ice trophies. You have to carry, carry it around it with you everywhere yeah. you go that whole night. <laughs> but I was lucky. We have fabulous host house. It hosts in Traverse City, the masses. I don't know if you know them. Tom and Deb and their son, Matt, but I gave Matt the job of, he was in charge of my ice trophy. So he actually had to chauffeur it around for me ah, and yes. that worked out pretty well. You know, it ended up melting mostly by the end of the evening. So That's what... I didn't have much to carry after that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, when you're the, you know, when you're the champ, you can uh, have anyone hold whatever you want for <laughs> whatever you want them to hold. <laughs> Well, I was hoping it was an honor. So. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Well, yeah. huge, huge congratulations on a, an incredible season. And what a, what a special way to top it off with winning Iceman. And, um, and yeah, it was great to kind of talk to you about your life as an athlete and as a person and get to know you a little more. Thank you. It was great to be here. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. 
And a reminder that KOM is running a huge sale for this uh, holiday Black Friday season. Um, 35% off store-wide for KOM accessories and even some Dirty Chain podcast swag. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, we would really appreciate if you left us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. And just a huge thank you to you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And thank you to Rose Grant for joining us on this episode. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack.